This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, thank you and welcome back for the second hour of the War Room. The late afternoon, early evening edition. It's Thursday, 28 November in the year of our Lord. 2023. Okay, we're going to do two things today. Number one, as I told you on the morning show and at five, we're going to break down, uh, you know, the election in 2024, we're going to end in November with the election of President Trump. But we got to start in January with a massively important election in Taiwan, the free people of Taiwan, the Republic of China has an incredibly important um, election. We're going to have a number of uh, uh, experts on uh, later in the show, Colonel Mills is going to be here to talk to us about the South China Sea, the defense of Taiwan. Uh, Dr. Bradley Thayer, Grant Newsom are going to also join us. I've then got, we're going to shift and talk about the rise of the populist right, the Financial Times of London, and complete total meltdown about the global rise of the populist right. And our um, international editor in Rome, uh, Ben Harnell, is going to join us there. But I want to start with the new federal state uh, the comms person, spokesman. She was out. Uh, throwing shade on uh, on the dictator she on San Francisco in the Bay Area when we last left her Nicole site Nicole thank you very much honored to have you on here and we have Chris Chen is joining us from Taiwan am I correct in that ma'am yes absolutely yes. Mr. Bannon thank you so much for having us so thank Nicole much, let me Mr. start Bannon. with you well, what's thank you uh, Chris we're gonna get to you in just one second Nicole let me start with you uh, explain the new federal state. You guys have been at the forefront of explaining to the American people the, the brutal dictatorship of the Chinese Communist Party. Why is this election in January in the Republic of China, uh, Taiwan? Why is this so important for the not just for the Taiwanese people, but for people throughout the world, particularly the American people, ma'am? So the 2024 presidential election in Taiwan is one of the most consequential elections, not only for the Chinese people, but Taiwan and U.S. It's because the CCP has already threatened to the Taiwanese people. They say this election is about the Taiwanese people to choose between peace or war, prosperity or decline. I mean, that is a blatant threat. So that is the test of the political resolve of the U.S. defense of Taiwan's, you know, um, military uh, against the CCP's aggression and also a test of the Taiwan people's own determination to stay independent of the CCP's control and also a test on the U.S. part because we know that um, the Biden administration has been running short of the support for the security assistance to Taiwan, even though verbally he has told the CBS 60 Minutes last year that that the U.S. will send troops to defend Taiwan in the event of the CCP's invasion. But actually, in the 2023, uh, you know, Defense Authorization uh, Act, I mean, the, the funding remains uh, undercut. So I think that the U.S. should deliver a very powerful deterrence. But right now, this administration seems to have lost the uh, capacity for deterrence because once Joe Biden said, don't, 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 the malign government or, or adversary will just do the opposite. They will do it, do, do, do. 
Uh, Chris, you're actually in Taiwan. Can you tell us uh, where you are? I'm right now in uh, Taichung City. And hello, everyone. Um, my name is Christian. I'm from Taiwan. I'm 100% made in Taiwan, born in Taiwan. And I'm a Taiwan patriot, and I'm the uh, follower of the new state, new federal state of China. Chris, let me ask you, as a Taiwanese citizen and patriot, what are the stakes of this election? Explain to the American people what's actually at stake in this election in early January. Like, the stake of this election is is uh, one of the most important election in in the history, I think, because this election will uh, will decide whether the Chinese Communist Party will breach the uh, the first uh, line of defense or not. But I believe that some people will make the right choice. We won't let the Chinese Communist Party breach the first uh, line of defense. Chris, we're, we're told here in the United States, and particularly by the Biden regime, that uh, Taiwan is simply a province. I mean, he reinforced this with this one, chi- one China nonsense that uh, that, chi- that Taiwan's nothing but a province, a wayward province, and that really most of the people there want to be more uh, integrated into the CCP and uh, and really don't uh, cherish their freedom. Uh, what say you, sir? I totally, I totally disagree with that opinion. The Taiwan people and Taiwan is not part of the a PRC. We are the Repu- Republic of China. It's a separate country. It's an independent independent country already. And then I believe that only like a small amount of the people believes uh believes them. Like maybe five to ten percent. So um I I don't agree with them, and I think the Taiwan people will make the right choice. So, Chris, I just want to make sure I understand this because we're hit with all the day and we've got some of our own experts that come on all the time. Uh, and, and, of course, they, they don't agree with this, but we're being told by the mainstream media all the time that it's 30, 40, maybe 50 percent of the Taiwanese people want to be more vertically integrated into China, don't have a problem with the CCP running the place. Uh, you 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 disagree with that. You're saying the the vast majority of your countrymen are also patriots that want to remain independent as a free and independent nation? Yes. The Taiwan people wants to be independent from the CCP. We want our own uh, country to have freedom, uh, democracy, rule of law. We don't want any control from the CCP. It's, and like... The CCP, they they pay money to the um, mainstream media. Then, but people in Taiwan, we we will choose like uh, which uh, mainstream media or media we we watch. So don't don't fully believe that what the mainstream media say. Chris, um, do you and your fellow patriots of the eighty or ninety percent of the country that you say uh, is wants their independence and is prepared to vote for independence. Uh, how many, what percentage of those patriots, what percentage of that 80, 90% uh, believe that if they 
continue to vote for their independence, that China, the CCP will eventually get tired of this nonsense and, and, and start to roll on some sort of military, either quarantine of, of Taiwan, a blockade of Taiwan to shut you off from food sources, energy sources, commerce, and or actually lead to an invasion. What, what, what percentage of, of do you believe the patriots are prepared to vote for democracy are prepared to fight for democracy? Well, I think, um, okay, if to, to vote, like for now, the only pro-Taiwan choice is the DPP party. I think the DPP party will get like uh, over like 35 to 40% of the vote. But uh, some people in the middle, like um, they are not pro-CCP, but uh, uh, but they are in like they they are in the middle. But I think these like thirty percent of the people, and then the forty percent of the pro um, DPP people, we will be willing to stay in Taiwan and to guard guard Taiwan. You believe so? Your belief, I, my calculation. You believe seventy five percent, roughly. Uh, minimum of the Taiwanese people would would if the voting kept voting for independence and the CCP said uh, we're not having this we don't care what you vote for you believe at least seventy five percent of your fellow countrymen would actually uh, stand up to defend Taiwan. Yes. Okay, very powerful, uh, Nicole. Um, and I want to I want you guys to hang on because I'm gonna go through some of our American uh, analysis and then I want to bring you guys back. But, Nicole, is that word when you're the new federal state has expatriate groups all over the world, but particularly in the United States, quite strong. Do the, the rest of the Chinese community in the United States that is anti-CCP, do they put the same um, importance on this Taiwanese election in January as as we do here at the War Room? Absolutely, because uh, Taiwan is a shiny beacon of hope for the 1.3 billion Chinese people who are unfortunately living under the CCP's control. So the free election in Taiwan serves as a great example of the Chinese people's dreams and hopes. And that's what the new federal state of China has been uh, striving to do, because eventually we want to bring freedom and democracy and rule of law back to China. So that's why uh, that we place great importance on this upcoming but, but, election. But, but and hold also it, Nicole, 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 we're told by all the elites in the world that the CCP tells people that the reason that China is the only nation, really only great nation on earth that does not have democracy, that people cannot vote, is that you're too rambunctious, you're too childlike, uh, you're too immature, that the Chinese people would be too chaotic and breaking a civil war. It'd be it'd be terrible. And that only the CCP has the fatherly uh, parental strength to manage the children that are allowed by Jing. You're telling me you don't agree with that? I mean, the, that's the CCP's propaganda. They have been belittling the Chinese people's intellect. Just look at people in Taiwan. I mean, they have been enjoying a free form of government for so many years and people are doing just fine. And look at people in Singapore and look at the Chinese American patriots in the United States of America, in Europe, from across the world. Once the Chinese people are granted the freedom and rule of law, they will prosper. So that's why the destruction of the CCP is the only pathway forward 
afford to let the Chinese people enjoy their true freedom. So that's why the NFSC is not calling for the independence of Taiwan, but also independence of the Tibetan people, of the Uyghurs, and of all the people living in China. Uh, Nicole, if you you and uh, Brother Chen here could just hang on for a second. I want to bring in some of the American experts. Let's lead with Dr. Bradley Thayer. Dr. Thayer, uh, now you're a uh, we're about to announce you're a major contributor here to the War Room and to our website. Uh, do you agree with the assessment of uh, Brother Chen and in uh, Nicole about the importance of this election? Well, of course, uh, it is one of the most significant uh, elections that we're going to have. And Steve, as you noted, of course, 2024 is going to be a year uh, with uh, very significant elections. Taiwan leading that off in January. Of course, the U.S. presidential election. And you may have an election in the United Kingdom, depending on when Sunak um, uh, calls for it. So it's a critical year. It's also a critical year, as uh, General Minahan mentioned in his leaked memo in January of 23, where he said he anticipated uh, that China may invade, uh, the PRC may invade Taiwan in 2025 after uh, the uh, presidential elections in Taiwan uh, and in uh, the U.S. So it's a critically significant uh, election. Uh, and as your guests have observed, Taiwan is absolutely essential. I would add, in addition to what was mentioned about the political value of Taiwan, it shows that it's a democracy, that the Chinese people can live under a democracy uh, and a very advanced economy. Taiwan matters because of its a very important military and intelligence how, but how, base. Okay, but, but, but hang on, but hang on, hang on. How do we then buy into and allow buy into the central argument of the CCP that the Chinese are too rambunctious, too immature, too rebellious, too childlike to manage their own affairs. Is not Taiwan one of the shining examples in the world of a country that has democracy and, and a contested democracy? They fight all the time at the ballot box. Their, their debates in their parliament are, are unbelievable if you ever get a chance to watch them. This is heated democracy as democracy is supposed to be in an incredibly well-run country. The leader, quite frankly, the foundry of the world for advanced chip design, which which drives the entire modern economy. It's it's not just an example of democracy. I would actually argue if you look at the entire world, it may be the best example. And it shows you the stick to the grit of the Chinese people and what they can do with their freedom. Well, why do, why do we buy in to the to the mainstream narrative of the Chinese Communist Party, which is proven to be a lie in Taiwan, sir? Well, I don't know that we do. It, it, it's a lie. I mean, the, the CCP, as your guests have said, is uh, essentially uh, advancing that line. Uh, it's propaganda um, and it's uh, a malicious uh, uh, of course, uh, lie directed against the Taiwanese people as part of their political warfare campaign against Taiwan and also to shape perceptions in the United States and in the West. So, Steve, you're right. I mean, it's a very advanced. It's about an $800 billion economy, gross domestic product, very high, about 33000 uh, 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 in uh, gross domestic per capita. So it's a very advanced economy. It's making our chips, as, as you said, uh, very valuable uh, otherwise. It occupies key geostrategic space as essentially being part of the first island chain 
from Japan uh, through Taiwan uh, to uh, the Philippines. So it plays a critical role in ensuring that um, the uh, Chinese threat is dealt with. Uh, so it's essential for geostrategic reasons. It's essential for economic reasons and then also for uh, political reasons. And so the health of its democracy also underscores your point where you have um, a presidential election. Three major parties are running, each with viable candidates. It's a very robust political system and shows in direct contrast to China, where the paranoid leader Xi Jinping is getting rid of his opponents, throwing out generals, foreign ministers, and defense ministers. So in contrast between the two political systems, uh, Taipei looks far more preferable uh, than uh, Beijing, obviously, despite the lies and the calumnies of, uh, of the uh, uh, Communist Party of China. Hang on for one second. I'll bring in Colonel Grant Newsham in this. My favorite book of uh, recently is the uh, is when China attacks a warning to America. And man, it is in your grill book for those who have never uh, read it or, you know, just think this thing is going to go away. This this challenge is going to go away. This threat, this crisis is going to go away. Just read the book. Colonel Newsham is is the first line of attack of the Chinese Communist Party taking down the democracy in, in Taiwan, the freedom of the Chinese, the Republic, the people in the Republic of China. Is this is this election in early January? <clears throat> the 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 last big phase of their unrestricted warfare before they go kinetic on us. Uh, it just might be. It's certainly from a Chinese perspective. Uh, once you get Taiwan, everything else is possible. Uh, it's just a really a launching pad to going after the us and the rest of the world. And you know, keep in mind the the political psychological effect if Taiwan comes under Chinese control, uh, one way or the other. And it shows that America's implicit guarantee of protection of Taiwan didn't matter. The U.S. military couldn't prevent Ch Chinese takeover. U.S. nuclear weapons couldn't do it. The, the threat of them. Uh, the U.S. financial and economic power couldn't stop the Chinese. They just submit to the inevitable. And that is what is at stake here in Taiwan. And as uh, Professor Thayer mentioned, uh, and as you've talked about, you know, what the Chinese are saying, uh, the communists are saying about Chinese just being uh, children who need a boot on the neck, it reminds you exactly of what the South Africans used to say about black Africans. And that was just re considered ridiculous, stupid. And here it is when China says it, everyone goes, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, well, Taiwan is an existential threat by its very existence, and thus Taiwan, uh, the Chinese want to uh, stamp that out. But that is how important this is, and China is going to look at the, uh, the outcome of this election in Taiwan and then make a decision, I think, uh, based on what they see as to when they go kinetic, when they actually uh, use force to move against Taiwan. And as I said, Taiwan is just the first, uh, the first step for them. Let me ask you about that, because uh, the, Terry Guo, of which Miles Guo and myself years ago led the effort when he first announced to run the primary four years ago, were all over about exposing him as nothing but a running dog for the CCP. He was trying to put together the coalition that would oust the DPP and actually put a pro-Beijing, pro-CCP government in there. These developments over the last 72 hours, over the last week. How important is that for the American audience to understand that that essential coalition they tried to put together actually collapsed? How important is that about the run-up to this election? Well, the fact it collapsed is a good thing. 
because uh, this definitely was the Chinese Communist Party trying to cobble together a unity platform that would have worked to their advantage. Uh, you can see how they put Terry Guo uh, on ice uh, when he made a, a move to, to run. And he has, uh, by some accounts that I would listen to, has been taking orders from the Chinese. Uh, all they had to do this time was just threaten to investigate some of his mainland businesses. And now he's gone. Uh, but he, he and particularly former President Ma uh, were, it certainly appears, circumstantial evidence, which was very compelling, suggests that Ma in particular and some of his uh, friends were colluding directly with the Chinese Communist Party to force this unity ticket. Uh, and it's a good thing that it didn't come to pass, but it doesn't mean that the DPP is going to win. Uh, people, like in any election, people vote uh, based on a lot of things, and often it's uh, their personal circumstances. They don't always vote on foreign affairs. Is Do you think they view the CCP as a foreign affair there? Or you think they view it as a domestic affair? Well, as I said, people vote for strange reasons, even in our country. You know, I, you know, I tend to live and breathe foreign affairs and think it's very important and would certainly shape my, uh, my voting. But if you're you know, if you don't have a, a very good job, you can't find a job. Salaries are very low in Taiwan. Uh, real estate is astronomical. You think you're never going to you know, have a, an apartment or a place to live or a decent place to live. Well, you just might say, well, this other candidate, say TPP's uh, co, you know, he looks like a normal guy, you know, and it's, it's just a change. I just want to try something different. But when you ask people if they want to be part of the mainland, mainland China, uh, I have never seen uh, many people at all. In fact, I've never come across anyone who wasn't on the Chinese payroll in one way or the other or who, who wanted to do that. Uh, you know, once, in fact, when I was in Taiwan in 2019 living there, I was looking uh, by a subway station. I was studying the map to figure out where I was going to go or how I was going to get there. And a girl came up, a young lady, and asked, you know, if she could, you know, what I, and I, she offered to help me get where I was going. And we were sort of walking along. And she must have been about 25, 26. And she says to, and I says, she says, where are you from? And I said, oh, the United States. And she says, oh, please don't let us be part of China. And, you know, you, it's almost heartbreaking when you think of just how Wall Street and our business class couldn't give two hoots if China took over Taiwan. In fact, they might even prefer it. But I told her we'd do our best. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Colonel, because of the power of your book, where do you think we stand on the kinetic side of this? Uh, the, the situation with the destroyers in the South China Sea, what's happened with the Philippine Navy? Just give us a quick assessment of where do you think we stand with the kinetic part of this war against the I, CCP? I think China's ready to shoot. And I think they wouldn't. You can see just by their behavior up to date, they wouldn't mind killing as somebody, they you know, brought a fighter jet within 10 feet of a B-52 the other day. Uh, I think they're ready, to, as I said, ready to shoot. Xi Jinping basically uh, told President Biden something along pretty much the same thing. Uh, when they met in San Francisco, he says, yeah, this talk of peace are, uh, is all well and good, but at some time we have to settle the Taiwan uh, issue in a, a general sense. He used words to that extent, to that effect. And there's been other Chinese of note who've been saying similar things, uh, that America had better support peaceful reunification or else. Now they're putting the onus on us. And it seems that uh, Xi Jinping does value Taiwan. He wants Taiwan uh, more than he wants to have regional peace. That's how close I think we are. 
uh, and you know we'll find out soon enough. Why do you? Why is this? Given the financial crisis they have, given they need a bailout, given that they came, uh, and uh, obviously Biden kowtowed to them, and the four hundred traders that gave them a standing ovation at that yeah. dinner in San Francisco, our business class. What, with all the internal issues he's got, why is the reunification of Taiwan of such high importance to a guy like Xi, who seems to be able to play his cards pretty smartly? Well, it, he's going to, if he gets it, and of course, he's Taiwan has, of course, never been part of the PRC or hardly at all with China. So the um, reunification isn't quite the right word, of course, being pedantic here. Um, but it's one, it's a distraction, you know, from the, the problems you have. Uh, in China. It's a way to rally people around the flag. Uh, and also for him, it is a way to establish his present, his position as one of the greats of Chinese history, who supposedly, you know, brought Ta brought China back to what it was, was, what it was supposed to be. And also, as we've noted, uh, he just sees this as a start. Uh, but it's, you know, dictators do these sorts of things. You know, it often doesn't, it's not quite, it's not how we would do things. Uh, but to him, it looks very, I think it could look like a, a rational uh, move to get to move against Taiwan uh, like this. And if you look at, listen and read actually Xi's speeches to Chinese audiences, particularly internal ones. Uh, and he talks very differently than he does when he's speaking to a Western audience. Uh, and it's very much a sense that, you know, we'll suffer now, but it will be for the sort of ultimate Chinese greatness and also for the ultimate victory of socialism, communism over capitalism. So if you look at his domestic speeches, he's telling us what he thinks and what he's going to do. And I think like uh, that great guy, Jim Lilly used to say, the Chinese always telegraph their punches. Uh, we just refuse to listen to them. Uh, Colonel Newsham, how they get the book, where they get to your site to find out any more of your writings? Well, the, the book is, of course, available on wherever fine books are sold, but on Amazon, uh, it's easy, readily available. Um, what I write, it's at www.grantnewsham.com, and you can find out everything that I've uh, written in recent times. And also, I have a Twitter, which is at Newsham Grant. Uh, so it's, uh, it's Colonel, it actually, thank you so much for joining us. I highly us. recommend it. Okay. Thanks very much. No, the book is amazing. I love the book, uh, When China Attacks, A Warning to America. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to come back, drill down more on the security risk of what is in front of us with the people of the Republic of China. We'll return to the war room in just a moment. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. 
and you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Okay, Environ Cleanse never does this. They just announced a massive Black Friday discount. Now, let me tell you why this is important. EnviroCleanse is predicting another triple-demic this year, and the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it. That's why I got EnviroCleanse for the war room, the new science in home air purification. The reason is that they are uh, approved by the Pentagon. They're approved by the Department of Defense for Navy combatants. When I was a young ensign and an auxiliary engineer, the uh, air purification came under my auspices, and I can tell you that this is the product that you want because it qualifies to be used on a Navy combatant. EnviroCleanse, the military-grade technology, wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. That's why the Navy chose it, to protect the air on board our Navy ships. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. It's available now for your home with that technology. And do it before a virus takes your whole family down. Right now, you can save 35% during their Black Friday sale. Plus, get fast, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ek. For EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com, and use promo code Steve35 for 35% off. That's ekpure.com, code Steve35 for the 35% discount. They've never done this before, so take advantage of it. ekpure.com, action, action, action. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. 
Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, welcome back. Oh, it, uh, Harnwell, since this piece in the Financial Times and other pieces are so uh, important to our election here and uh, also the movement of, of populist nationalism throughout the world, and particularly what's happening in Ukraine, I've rescheduled uh, Ben is now going to join us uh, tomorrow morning on the morning show. So we'll get to all that. I want to go back uh, to Dr. Thayer. I have Chris Chen in Taiwan. We have Nicole Tsai, who's the uh, the head of comms and the uh, spokesperson for the new federal state of China. Uh, we're going to get um, our own Colonel John Mills up here in a moment. Dr. Thayer, um, is, I want to make sure the American audience, our, our, our vast U.S. audience here, understands the humiliation of the Biden regime in the Bay Area at that meeting, the complete kowtow, and also the business community. Uh, it put it in perspective exactly what happened there and the signal that sends to both Lao Beijing in mainland China and how it's, what it sends to the freedom-loving people in the Republic of China in Taiwan. It's very worrying, uh, Steve. It's, it's worrying because the Biden administration is touting successes, the fentanyl agreement, progress on climate change and the restoration of military to military talks. All three of those are bad ideas, right? The fentanyl agreement is a pie crust agreement. The PRC is going to break it. Of course, they'll find a way around it. Uh, their use of fentanyl is as a weapon to be to kill the American people, which is what they're attending. Nothing is going to stop them from doing that. And certainly not. Hold on, want, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to make sure people understand this. The pandemic was a bioweapon attack. Now, whether inadvertently leaked from the lab or is let out, but the exacerbation by the Chinese Communist Party put, couldn't be clearer. And what they did on PPE could not be clearer. So the pandemic was a bioweapon attack. Fentanyl is nothing more. And this is why it's never crafted the right way by the American media. Media. It is a chemical warfare attack upon the United States and the American people, full stop. Am I incorrect in saying that, sir? No, it's, it's to kill the American people and demoralize them, it's to destroy American communities. It's, it's a weapon uh, that they're doing everything they can to get into the country. So uh, the agreement is a pie crust. They're going to break it anyway. It's, it's a trivial. Climate change is, is, so, is just hokum. And the mill-to-mill -mill is a way to transfer U.S. military knowledge to the, the uh, People's Republic of China, the People's Liberation Army. Um, what Biden gave Xi was very significant, right? I mean, it was, uh, in essence, a promise not to exercise regime change uh, against uh, Xi Jinping, which is exactly what we should not do. We should be pushing him while he's weak. And he's in a very difficult circumstances, very vulnerable and this is the time to use our leverage against him. And then on Taiwan, again, the promises that Biden allegedly received from Xi Jinping not to pressure uh, Taiwan is belied by this entire discussion. Of course, the CCP is pressuring uh, Taiwan uh, and is trying to do its utmost to interfere in this election on January 13th. 
uh, of uh, 2024. But most of all, the humiliation was uh, the Biden administration was just a doormat uh, where Xi wiped his feet before he crossed the transom to his uh, meeting his base, the 400 uh, uh, traders, as you call them, the business leaders, including from Pfizer, Boeing, companies that should uh, certainly know better uh, than meeting with this dictator. This meeting is not going to end. It's not going to age well, Steve, as you well know. Uh, this is going to come back to haunt uh, everyone who was present uh, at that meeting, where Xi needs to use their political leverage to ensure that the engagement policy of the Biden administration is not stopped. Those 400 have incredible political influence on the Hill and in the United States Congress, in media, business communities, et cetera, that Xi wants to use to make sure the money still flows to him, that the New York financial markets and um, uh, Wall Street trade still continues uh, to flow. And despite the best efforts of Ray Dalio to shift the New York, the financial center to, to UAE, of course, you know, the certain absurdity that you have with uh, Howard's remarks and Ray Dalio's remarks in that respect. But Xi wants to ensure uh, that essentially the money keeps flowing, the investment keeps flowing, uh, and those 400 are going to do their level best to keep him in power and to keep in, to ensure that that money does not change. Again, weakening American national security, posing a direct threat to the American people, our national security interests, and our allies and partners like Taiwan. So we're worried about the Taiwanese election, but also at the end of the year with the US election, that's a, the key piece uh, of uh, this puzzle. And um, essentially we need to stand with Taiwan to ensure that there's a chance of deterrence uh, of um, the uh, PRC's aggression against it. How bad? How bad uh, does she uh, need a bailout by the 400 and and backing off by the U.S. government? Kind of a what they call de-risking is the new cute term, but really a, de a recoupling. How bad is she right now financially? The Ponzi scheme of their banks, the shadow bank industry, which the largest company just went into receivership, and now they're pursuing criminal uh, charges, <laughs> excuse me, investigation against the head, the old CCP method uh, in commercial in uh, commercial uh, real estate, the, the regional banks all upside down. How badly does he need a, uh, a bailout? Uh, he needs one uh, desperately because the economy is in a downturn and it's a significant downturn. Uh, and it's likely to only get worse uh, if he's um, if he's, he doesn't receive essentially the bailout uh, from New York markets and from uh, the Biden administration. So this is precisely the time that we should be pressuring him. Uh, and instead, the Biden administration is continuing the policy of engagement to work with uh, the People's Republic of China and the Communist Party of China to suppress the Chinese people to serve its aggression and its hyper-aggression against the Philippines, against Taiwan, Japan, and the United States uh, itself, and to ensure that it remains in power when we should be doing our utmost, working yeah. with people of goodwill around the world and the, the Chinese diaspora uh, and other actors to ensure that we can eject it from power. It's the center of gravity. It's the source of evil in the modern world to update Reagan's remarks about the Soviet Union. And we have a point, a leverage point, uh, to work to evict it from power. 
And instead, the Biden administration is doing everything it can in conjunction with those 400 and so many others to ensure that it remains in power, its tyranny remains. Uh, and um, as a consequence, they're simply emboldening uh, the aggression, which Colonel Newsom identified and your other guests and Colonel Mills, I'm sure will touch yeah. on as well, will ensure that it can aggress against U.S. national security interests, including our partner, Taiwan. Let's bring in Colonel Mills right now. Colonel, give us an update. You've done such a brilliant job of getting this audience up to speed on the defense of Taiwan and and the ability to 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 basically fight back any quarantine. We've heard nothing but we, you read the media about uh, you know the destroyers in the South China Sea, uh, potential aircraft incidents. Where do we actually stand with the CCP's military aggression against the forces of freedom uh, in the South China Sea and around Taiwan? Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, it's all about pressuring the election on January 13th, and I'll show a map on the next page here. But just for everybody to calibrate here, these are the four contenders, uh, William Lai, or Lai Ching-Ti, but oftentimes known as William or Bill Lai. He's the current vice president. Uh, he he's an, has a commanding lead. The, this, these numbers are actually a little bit dated. Uh, so he has a commanding lead. They do not want him to be president. Uh, he is definitely uh, Taiwan first. Uh, so he is a good candidate. And now Xiao Bai Kim, who was the ambassador, is his running mate. She was going to come to Liberty University to the Dave Bratt CEO conference, but uh, they were busy uh, talking about things. So that, that was probably working her to be the vice president. Uh, Ko Wen-ji, uh, Taiwan party, left wing, there's no way they're going to make it. Legacy, Ko Ming-dong, totally, uh, they are becoming more and more irrelevant. And then the mystery of Terry Guo, who wanted in, came in, and then immediately tapped out, uh, uh, owner of Foxconn, who has a lot of business interests on the on the China. So, but this is the lineup and, and a growing commanding lead here with uh, 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 Lai Cheng-Ti, also known as w William Lai or Bill Lai, uh, commanding lead. So let's go to the, the map. And this is really, really important uh, to understand what's going on. Uh, uh, Dr. Thayer mentioned about what's the Philippines. And this is really all important. And several years ago uh, with the Center for Security Policy and Committee on Present Danger, in many ways, this was why would you land on Taiwan when you had this beautiful undefended territory down here in northern Luzon? So uh, that, you know, now we have a different administration uh, in, in office in the Philippines that is very, very wants to be with America, wants to deter China, and there is a developing strong relationship with Taiwan uh, and uh, Japan and South Korea, working all very well together. Uh, down here, just, you know, here's Manila down at the very bottom, and then right up here is, is the classic Subic Bay naval base. Right over here is where there's a lot of shoving and pushing going on literally right now at the Scarborough Shoals, only 100 miles from here. What's been developing over the last couple of months is an agreement between Hyundai Heavy Industries of uh, South Korea, uh, um, Huntington of America, the American large shipbuilder, also uh, Japan, South Korea, uh, the Ministries of Defense here, 
to potentially uh, reopen this this dormant yard to be a major uh, repair facility for the U.S. Navy and maybe even creation of being be involved in vertical integration of the shipbuilding industry in, in America. Well, the only problem is that's only 100 miles offshore from where China wants to establish essentially new islands. So this is this is getting very seriously. So the problem is to go in and out of Subic Bay, you got you're going to have to run the gauntlet if they get their missiles there. Now, what's this is we don't I haven't talked about this a whole lot. This gap is about a 500 mile gap between Taiwan and the Philippines. And this is where uh, the Chinese Navy will have to get out to the deep op uh, open Pacific through here. Well, not well known is it's called Bot Botanese Province, which is a string of, of Filipino islands that go all the way up to about here. And uh, it looks like they're being equipped and militarized by, by uh, joint uh, American-Filipino activities. We've also established three new base camps here. General Flynn, uh, commander of Army Forces Pacific, has intimated about missile, long-range missile capabilities. And it's very, very possible that uh, our own Club K equivalent of uh, Typhoon and SM-6 in a container might already be in place here. That's a powerful missile combination that can really shut down this gap. We put a few undersea cables right here on some of these islands. Uh, we essentially totally cut off the, the PLAN from breaking out into the open ocean. They're going to have to run this gauntlet. It's going to be very difficult. We have any kind of uh, surveillance capabilities and even kinetic capabilities. This also secures what for years we've been concerned about, Colonel, the weak let, left let, shoulder. Hang on for a second. We're, we're, we're a little pressed for time, but I've got to ask you, this is fascinating, and you can see the chess moves being made. But if we don't have right now in the Biden regime the political will to stand up to him in San Francisco, where we Caltown basically say we back down when she talks about the reunification, or really the takeover of Taiwan, because it's never been part of China. And uh, the 400 cheer him and say, hey, the number one priority we have is taking American pension fund uh, savings and capital and get it back into mainland. And you have Sequoia Capital sitting there. Uh, basically giving them advanced artificial intelligence weaponry uh, funded by the American pension funds. How could we possibly uh, have the political will to enforce any of this militarily? And that's uh, we need Congress to enforce this and uh, uh, make sure that uh, enforce the, the executive branch to take a stand on this. And, and you're right. And also, there's only so much capacity of the national security staff to make decisions and, and look at these topics. And that's the challenge because Jake Sullivan and much of his team are forward deployed in gutter right now doing the negotiations with Hamas. Uh, so there's only so much bandwidth on the National Security Council staff. So that's a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, uh, hopefully our three branches of government, uh, the, yeah. the legislative branch is able to enforce yeah. the executive Don't, branch and do what they're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Good, 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 good luck with that. When all we got is the Gallagher committee, which is OK, but not great. Colonel, we got to bounce. How do people get to all your briefing material, how do they get to you on social media and your new book? Uh, yeah, thank you, Steve. It's waragainstthedeepstate.com, waragainstthedeepstate.com, foundations of the surveillance state and the rise of the third, excuse me, fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government. Colonel Rhett John, Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter, and Truth. Colonel, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on. We can drill down on this some more. Fascinating. Uh, Dr. Thayer, how do people get to you? 
uh, on X, I'm at uh, Brad Thayer and uh, and Getter and Truth at uh, Bradley Thayer. Uh, thanks very much, Steve. Uh, fantastic, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, look forward to having you back on. Uh, Nicole, given what you've heard from our experts, uh, how do you think this plays out? Right now, we're about a month out, <clears throat> a little over a month out, I don't know, five or six weeks from this all-important uh, election. Uh, how do you think this plays out? Well, I fully agree with the colonel's assessment about America's political will to defend Taiwan. Um, I just saw a most recent survey about the Taiwanese people's sentiment. Only 34% of the Taiwanese people believe that uh, U.S. is a trustworthy partner when it comes to uh, providing security assistance for Taiwan's self-defense against the CCP's invasion. So that number shows a lot about uh, the, the level of confidence that Taiwanese people place in the Biden administration, because we know that uh, Biden has been talking about sending troops to Taiwan, but actually in the defense uh, appropriation you know, funding, Taiwan did not get its fair share. So I think that, um, you know, I urge this Congress to pressure the Biden administration to increase the military and security assistance for Taiwan because Taiwan is a shining example of the Chinese people's freedom. And also Taiwan is an important partner in Indo-Pacific and we cannot uh, afford to lose Taiwan and to the CCP's aggression. So um, so I fully agree that the Congress needs to take a bigger steps to, you know, to force the executive branch to take a tougher uh, stance against the CCP's aggression and the military aggression in the South China Sea, Eastern China Sea, and across the Taiwan Strait. Nicole, uh, social media, how do people get to you and all the great material and content you're putting up at New Federal State? Follow us on NFSC Speaks on Twitter and NFSC Speak on Getter. And also, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Steve K. Bannon. Uh, in the last uh, Taiwan presidential election, you, together with Miles Gore, exposed the CCP's plan uh, to corrupt the, the last presidential election, that is, the installing the terror goal as CCP's proxy. And so that failed. And so that speaks to the volume about how important uh, the truth media is to uh, deter the CCP's aggression and influence peddling on Taiwan's election. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Well, thank you. And this is the why Miles Guo was so important. And Miles, trust me, this Terry Guo thing didn't happen out of nowhere. He's a nothing but a running dog for the CCP. Now that he's out, it's fantastic. Nicole, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Chris, thank you. Uh, Chris Chen, uh, can, can you can you give us some closing words, thoughts? To the American people, how should we be approaching this all-important election in Taiwan on the 13th of January? Like, um, with Taiwan doesn't want to be controlled by the CCP. Taiwan doesn't want to be included under the CCP. Taiwan wants to be independent from the CCP. And we need support from the world. And the people in Taiwan, we will hold the line, go against the Chinese Communist Party. We will make the right choice. Chris, do you have social media? Is anywhere people can follow you? Um, yeah, the, like the new federal, new federal state of China's channel, or the uh, the new federal state of China um, Taiwan Farm channel. That's where we will be. Perfect. Look forward to seeing it. The farm, the China, the Taiwan farm. 
always a wild group. Chris Chen, thank you. The bravery for you to come on here is incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. All the important events throughout the world, we're going to make sure we break them down for you. So you're a knowledgeable in the life of your country, your own personal life, your community, your business, your finances, all of it. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get all the information about the end of the dollar empire that we have put out. Also, you can ask the question, why is the CCP buying gold? 25% of the gold purchased by the BRICS nations have been purchased by the Chinese Communist Party in 22 and 23. Ask Philip Patrick and the team that question point blank. Then uh, make a big pot of Warpath Coffee at warpath.coffee slash warroom and get all your discounts. After you've heard from Birch Gold, make a hot pot of coffee, sit down, take a big sip and think about it. Think about what the world is telling you and how you should incorporate it into your own personal finances and your personal life. This election in Taiwan is all important, and we're going to cover it uh, wall to wall. We're going to have people there, et cetera, as the free people of the Republic of China fight back. Compare those folks there, the patriots there, the Lao Beijing that's in the Republic of China on Taiwan, to the 400 elite in the United States that gave a standing ovation to the most murderous dictator living in the world today. That would be uh, President Xi of China. Okay, uh, we'll see you back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Eastern Standard Time when you'll be back in the war room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.